How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Off the pole. Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one, that's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that in the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 10inthefan.com or the Odyssey app. Speaking of podcasts, the Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow. Mike Lynch will be back in the house, and we're going to record that tomorrow afternoon and get that for you as well. Also, 10inthefan.com or the Odyssey app. Uh, heavy football hour, and then we'll get you out of here. Mike's out. And there's really no baseball news as they're still in a lockout. Uh, however, next week when we come on, uh, we'll be closer to the Hall of Fame uh, announcement. And so I'm sure we will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get down on that. The Hall of Fame announcement is on Thursday, the 25th. And so we'll do the thing that we always do and talk about it. And Mike will be like, put in steroid guys. And I'll say, don't put in steroid guys. And we'll find out the next day and then not get to talk about it for a week because that's a baseball show on Wednesdays. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) You ready, Joe? I side with Mike. Put him in. (laughs) You buckled up and ready for that? I'm ready. I'm always ready, baby. Uh, But since there ain't nothing to talk about, we figured Joe and I here, we figured we never get to talk football with each other. So we just spend... Spend this show talking about some football. What I want to talk about is how your boy, Tony Bennett, is about to have the Virginia Cavaliers lose to my Pittsburgh Panthers right here. Some ACC basketball, baby. Well, get after it, dude. <laughs> the Virginia program, uh, th- this is a year of transition. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Let's let's not get into it. I mean, well, I mean uh, Tony's going to be at Virginia forever. He won a title. He won a title at Virginia in the ACC. 
He's going to be there forever. A year after losing to a 16 seed for the first time ever. Hey, if you're going to lose to a 16 seed for the first time ever, what are you going to do the next year? Win a championship. Win a championship. That's good, how that Good way goes. to follow it up. Good yeah. way to follow it up. And you know, Joe, if you're not playing any of my teams, I'm a pit guy. Let's I'm go. a pit guy. I root for your pit squad. Hashtag H2P. Hail to pit, baby. Yeah, man. Can Kenny Walker get himself to Pittsburgh next year? Um, can we just get anybody to <laughs> Pittsburgh next year? Yeah, Any? can the Steelers get Kenny Walker? That'd be pretty cool. Anybody above a four-star, please? <laughs> anybody, anybody. All right, well, <clears throat> in in probably the more realistic game, if you're not, you know, a psychopath like me, that's like, oh, got to watch Bengals Raiders. Uh, one of the cooler games of the weekend that you had to watch, and a lot of this harks back, Unto you listeners out there who are probably around the same age as me and Joe, uh, we grew up in that heated, heated, the number one rivalry in the NFL was Cowboys-Niners. That was it. That was it forever. It was Montana against the Cowboys. It was Young against the Cowboys. It was Aikman against the Niners. That was football for us as kids. And... When the Niners are good, the Cowboys have been bad. When the Cowboys have been good, the Niners have been bad. But we finally got another playoff matchup of Cowboys-Niners. And looking at it going into it, Cowboys have won a bunch of games. The Niners got hot late. But the biggest, the biggest thrash on the Niners is that they've got massive talent. The question's always been a quarterback. Cowboys, massive talent. It's always been kind of a coaching staff thing and a defense thing. Everybody seems to love Dak and lets Dak kind of off on some things that he probably wouldn't normally be let go of if he were a different quarterback. There's something about Dak that people like and give him a little more benefit of the doubt. And I'm not quite sure why. I'm not banging on Dak. But going into that game, I didn't know what to think. I thought the Niners were hot. But I don't love Jimmy G. I don't love Mike McCarthy. I don't love Ezekiel Elliott. But I'll tell you what, there's a couple studs on that Dallas defense that I really like. And there's some studs on that San Francisco offense that I really like. So those two coming together was a very interesting thing to see. And I'll tell you what, that game played out very differently than I thought. I thought, Joe, your Cowboys, the final score was not true to that game. Jimmy threw a pick late. That was bad. A bad pick on his end. You cut that out, and the Niners dominated that squad. Absolutely dominated them. Debo Samuel, if he caught a ball before the line of scrimmage, he was scoring a touchdown. Yeah. What the hell happened to your squad? I don't know if I've ever watched a game where I've left more disappointed. Not, I mean, obviously, your team loses in the playoffs. You're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But to see them come out as flat and unprepared, undisciplined, so many adjectives come to mind. Watching that game was one of the more disappointing experiences I've ever had in watching the Dallas Cowboys over my last 25, 30 years of life. It was... And you know what? I had the feeling watching the teams come out of the tunnel. 49ers, they looked loose. They were nodding their heads. They had a guy carrying a boombox like it was 1985 coming out of the tunnel. They looked like they were ready to go. Cowboys, they just kind of had this blank stare. 
look in their face that was just kind of it looked like they just weren't ready and just from that moment I was like well one team looks excited and one team does not just that's plain and simple very first drive 49ers get anything they want eight yards 10 yards five yards six yards 12 yards go right down the field no problem first drive for the Cowboys three plays you're done and it was like that for the majority of the game I I went grocery shopping that morning by the third quarter I was in the kitchen cooking up chicken you know putting stuff away in the fridge like I was wrapping stuff and I was done I was done with that game and then the Cowboys, sure enough, yeah, the pick, and then they score a touchdown. They're down by only 10 points. They're kind of like, oh. They start to rope me back in. Oh, here we go. And But even when they were doing that, they were down 16 going to the fourth quarter. I say to my son, I'm like, they're not going to win this game. Like, there's no way in hell they're going to win this game. They had 14 penalties. Ties a postseason record. Again, that goes to being undisciplined. How many of those were pre-snap penalties, false starts, offsides, illegal shifts? Like, it was just one of the more infuriating games I've ever watched over the last, like I said, 25, 30 years of watching Cowboys football. It was just mind-boggling that Mike McCarthy, who was hired because he was a winner, he's won a Super Bowl. Great offensive mind. To have your team that unprepared. And he even said it himself. He's like, yeah, during in the locker room before the game, after the team pr- prayer, it looked like we were we were a little we weren't ready for this. A little nervous. That's on you, bro. Yeah. Don't say uh, look like the players, they weren't ready for this. Well, guess what? It's your job to have the players ready. Let's 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 look at this for example, and someone who's uh, hotly contested in their current role right now, a guy like Pete Carroll, okay, or a guy like Sean Payton. Uh, Sean Payton's not on the hot seat in in New Orleans, but some people in Seattle are are calling for Pete. Those guys are clearly player coaches. Those guys get their guys up. Do you think, Joe, that things would be drastically different if you had a Pete Carroll instead of a Mike McCarthy? Do you think this is a coaching thing, or do you think this is systematic, that this is a larger problem? It's both because I it starts at the top, as they say. I mean, you look at Jerry and just that team is just a fiasco. It's been a clown show for the last 20 years, basically since the late 90s. Since Jimmy was gone. You snuck one in with Barry. But since then, it's because what I worry about, what I worry about for the cow, I mean, I, I don't lose sleep over this. I'm just using the term worry for this conversation. What I worry about with the Cowboys is that it, it, it's a culture thing. I don't think McCarthy is the right fit there. When they hired him, I was like, ooh, bad move. Bad move. McCarthy is a Packers guy. That's a, He's a Steelers guy. He's a Bengals guy. He's a, a Browns guy. Something that's not rah-rah. What I worry is that McCarthy is not the right guy. Jerry's got to go. These players know it. And I, I, I'm, I'm scared for Cowboys fans and Cowboys players that with the exception of your two young studs on defense, they're the only players that are actually really good. We've all heard the the bang on Zeke. I don't think Dak Prescott's that good. I I mean, I am one of the biggest defenders of Dak Prescott that you'll ever meet. I literally, the year that they, that he was in the draft, before the draft, 
got the tweets to prove it. I wanted the Cowboys to take him. Yeah, fourth round kid. I wanted him. And that's what I even said. I was like, take him in like third, fourth round at the latest. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, that's where you would probably want to take him. And that's still a fantastic draft pick. Yes. I'm not going to bang on Dak for that. That's so still a fantastic draft pick. It's just, you have a lot of question marks all over this roster now going into this offseason. Zeke, he was banged up all year. Have fun with that. You paid him enough money, so have fun figuring that out. All right. Tyron Smith, staple left tackle for the last decade. He's getting older. He seems like he's always banged up. You've got guys on the defensive side that you have question marks on. And next year, guess what? You got to play the number one teams in each division. You got to play Rodgers and the Packers if he goes back. You got to play Brady and the Bucks if he goes back. You got to play, um, I mean, shoot, you've got the NFC West Rams next year. I mean, the NFC West in general. Yeah. I if mean, Russ is still there, Seattle will be better. Everyone in the division, Kyler Murray. Everyone in the division is probably going to get better. Eagles, Giants. We'll see about we'll that. We'll see about that. Yeah. Same with Washington football team. But again, like I kind of look at it as like you guys blew a huge opportunity this year. So what do you do? What's the answer, Joe? Well, you'll find out next year. You'll see how what this team starts out as, and if they are a middle of the road. Just but, but you're Stephen Jones. You're Stephen Jones. You're the GM of the squad. What are you doing? You're sticking with Dak. You're getting a new coach. Well, you, you got it. You're paying him enough money. You you will you'll give this Mike McCarthy experience one more year. One more year. Yep. And if you fall, I mean, it's playoffs. Playoffs are bust, and you better win a playoff game. Yeah. Because if you do what you did this year, you're you're gone. How many playoff games you guys won since Aikman? Two? Oh God! Don't one don't something like that. Maybe four, but I mean that's over twenty something years. Yeah, so. and with the kind of resources and the kind of stuff you have, it's it's just such a strange thing how far how far things have fallen for them. Well, let's flip over to the other team that that won that game, the San Francisco San Francisco Forty ers on on the heels. They tried to give it away, but they did still hang through on a team that a lot of people think is one of the better rosters in the NFL, and they'll they'll head up to Green Bay. For a shot at the NFC Championship, and no one's going to count on them to win that game. But well, let's let, let's dive into this, and we'll do that next. That's Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, Ten Eighty The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on Ten Eighty The Fan. 503-250-1080 is the text line. You can holler at us. As Joe and I are taking this show hostage and getting into some hot NFL stuff. And if you like NFL, you know, you can always you can always catch our daily programming. Dirt and Sprague in the morning, AJ and Dusty in the afternoon, and primetime as always, of course, the number one boys in town. And uh, if you need a little extra, there is Football Sunday uh, from 9 to 11 a.m. with Mike and Rashad and Joe Fish on the ones and twos. Uh, but we never get to do this, so we figured we'd, uh, you know, mess around. Screw it. Who cares? Who cares? I'm down. Yeah, why not? I am watching the Australian Open a little bit. Uh, it is on my bucket list. I think I have told this to you guys before. Um, I love the Australian Open because as a longtime career bartender, although I'm kind of out of that game now, uh, it was really cool to get off work at 11 o'clock and get home and or go to the bar. And at midnight, there was Nadal Federer in an Aussie Open final or Djokovic Federer 
in an Aussie final live at midnight at a bar on the West Coast. I remember being down in Eugene, and uh, there was one of the Australian Opens where I had a buddy who was, like, one of the biggest sports fan, degenerate gamblers. And I was like, all right, I'll be over at your house at 1230 to watch Nadal Federer. <laughs> Stayed up till, like, 3 a.m. watching it. I'm like, all right, I'm going home now. And they've been great matches. Yeah. Uh, and I find it hilarious that Djokovic can't play. Well, yeah, well, Jesus. Yeah, see you. See you, bud. It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's pretty simple, man. Bye. Uh, but we spent a lot of the a lot of time last segment talking about the Cowboys. And that's and the last time I'll talk about them until September, hopefully. Well, yeah, he's not going to play in the French Open, so see ya. He's not <laughs> going to get to play at Wimbledon, so see ya. And uh, he'll probably get to play in the U.S. Open because capitalism and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, we spent a lot of the last segment talking about the Cowboys and their misfortunes, uh, and I do that because, not to pick on Joe, but that is your team, so I always want to... I, I I love our fan personalities here. Dude, they deserve it. I, I mean, pick on them all you want. Send the <laughs> memes my way. I've seen them all, but at this point, they deserve it. And I love uh, the personalities we have here at Tanya the Fan, because we all have... We're all big sports people, and... And we all love our teams. And so sometimes, especially when you lose, it's a chance to ask, you know, those of us how you really feel about how things went down. Uh, but let's let let's give a little love to the Niners. The Niners looked really good in that game. And it wasn't it really wasn't until that bad Garoppolo pick that all of a sudden people were like, oh, the Cowboys have a chance, which in reality, yeah, I might have roped you in, Joe, as your love and fandom for the Cowboys. But as I watched it, I sat there and was like, this isn't going to happen. That's a bad move by Jimmy G, but the the, the nail's already in. Someone's just got to hammer it in, and it was father time that hand, ham, hammered it in. Uh, but the Niners, who are respected as one of the better rosters in the NFL, uh, which a lot of people really say their only issue is probably a quarterback. Outside of that... Your receivers look good. Your trenches look good. Your defensive backs look good. The only issue is the health of Jimmy G and how he is down the stretch. They're going to roll into Green Bay. Joe, is there anything you can see in this game playing out that gives the Niners a a, a real shot? Because I feel like this is the game that everybody looks at and says, I'll take Packers. Like, if you're in a pick league with 30 of your friends, how many of them are going to take the Niners? Zero. There's got to be something that tells me the Niners can win this game. Well, earlier in the year, the Niners, they had the four, or they had the Packers on the ropes. Jimmy G took them down the field. And this is the night game on Saturday. To, uh, they, He took them down the field, and they took the lead with, 40, 50 seconds left. I mean, they had the win in their grasp, and then a guy named Aaron Rodgers does what he does. There's only a few quarterbacks with under a minute and, like, no timeouts can take their team down the field and kick a game-winning field goal, and that's exactly what he did. But I always wonder, that eventually gets you. You know, it eventually got Montana. It eventually got Favre. We haven't seen it catch Brady, but we have to assume at some point it's going to catch Brady. It kind of it got him in that Eagles Super Bowl. He wasn't, yeah, you know, got him in that sack at the end there. Yeah. But then he was able to show it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that Tom thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I wonder, you know, is this one of those? Can the Niners start out hot 
and push the Packers, force Rodgers to bail them out again? And do you just bank on this being the time that Rodgers doesn't bail them out? Well, this kind of goes back to the Titans-Bengals game. Just minimize the amount of opportunities Rodgers has. Keep him off the field. Run the ball. The 49ers, they love doing that. I love that Niners defense, too. Elijah Mitchell has been amazing for them, the rookie running back. I mean, that's what they were able to do against the Cowboys, <clears throat> control the line of scrimmage. Run the ball. Gash him. Do, I mean, don't make Jimmy G have to throw 15, 20 yards downfield. Dink and dunk. Get those first downs. Chew up clock. Keep Aaron off the field at all costs. Because Rodgers and Adams right now, it's just... You know, it's like Stafford and Cup. It's Burrow and Chase. I mean, exactly. <clears throat> There's just some combos in this league where it's like they are unstoppable. I mean, think, Roger- about, think about Ben in Pittsburgh with some of those receivers that it was just like Antonio Brown, San Antonio Holmes. It was just like, yeah, you're my guy. I wonder, you know, we, we don't know the status of Bosa unless I miss something. Is Bosa still in concussion protocol? I haven't seen anything saying that okay. he's ready to go. I really hope that's not the be all end all for the for the Niners, because I I honestly think, and this is what's so this is what's so great, Joe, about you and I and our generation. We were talking about this with Niners Cowboys. Niners Cowboys is a great rivalry, fantastic rivalry. Niners Packers isn't that far behind either. That's some OG nineties. You know, NFL that you and I were your kids age, my kids age watching these games. I have to believe that the media perception of this game is false. I just can't see. I think Shanahan's a good coach. I think Shanahan has some. I I, I think he still has some ways to go as a head coach. I think he's clearly a brilliant offensive mind. I just can't see the talent on this Niners team being absolutely routed by the Packers like the national media thinks. No, uh, and I think that if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to exercise some demons here. You haven't beat the 49ers in the playoffs. To me, and I asked Mike this on uh, Sunday, last Sunday, and he rolled his eyes. I mean, to me, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to make a Super Bowl eventually dude like since that one against the Steelers and that he Mike made the point is like dude he is so good that you can't say that it's a Super Bowl or bust it's you know he's got to get there but to me you definitely can't lose this game no I mean you have no. you were the number one seed you're in Lambeau well, you have got the, the bye B- week all um, the BS in the off season and all this I and don't know if in I wanna, the season yeah all this I don't know if I want to be here I am uh, I am I am what 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 did he say is I'm immunized you know <laughs> yeah. all this all this off the field garbage this Pat McAfee all this kind of stuff that's the only thing I can think of that routes the Niners is that Aaron Rodgers reaches down and has that as, as the great Mick Foley would say that testicular fortitude (laughs) that just Aaron says, no, no, no. And does it outside of that on paper. I think this game should be pretty good. I think the Niners, the Niners remind me a lot of the bills that like your roster is, is stacked your roster is stacked the difference between 
the Niners and the Bills is the Bills have their their guy at QB1 to where the Niners don't. I think the Niners are going to give the Packers fits. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm taking the Niners, but I am praying this game is closer than people think. Yeah. I hope it's a good game, but if you are Packers fans, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, you got to leave no doubt. You got to show your, why you were the <clears> number one seed. You got to show why you're Aaron Rodgers. You, like I said, you got to exercise some demons here. This has to be the year that you go out. I mean, last year you were a game away from getting to the Super Bowl. God awful second half got in the way of doing that. I mean, you you cannot lose this game. And there's and 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 I'll leave with this, and then we'll get out of here because I know we're against it. <clears throat> if you have off season drama, in season drama, off the field drama, I should say, there's two ways you can handle it. You can be Aaron Rodgers and walk in and do your job and blow out the Niners and head to the NFC Championship. Or you become an Odell Beckham Jr. in in Cleveland. Where now you're just a headache. Yeah. If you move across, then people kind of say, yeah, he's kind of crazy, but we'll deal with it. Otherwise, you're like, I got to get this guy out of here. Yeah. And that's, that to me, to me, the most pressure in this game is Aaron Rodgers. He has the most pressure on him, and they should win. Yeah, 49ers, they're playing with house money, I yeah. think, at this point. So, yeah. again, you got you. it's a must-win game. Obviously, playoffs, but if the Packers lose this, Aaron Rodgers, and this is why I brought up to Mike, do you start to question the legacy? Do you start to question Aaron Rodgers? They'll kill him. And Exactly, man. They'll kill him on Monday. I don't. Like I said, you want to avoid all that. You want to show people up. Leave no doubt. They'll kill you worse than they killed Favre. <laughs> they will. Yeah. Because throwing picks late in the game, no one ever questioned his heart. No one ever questioned his loyalty. He just threw picks at the end of games in his end days. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this up with one game. There's a great text on the fan text line, 503-250, that I'll read when we come back. Uh, let's get into, you know, Tom Brady versus Sean McVay, part deux. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 8.37 here, Portland Sports Leader. Mike Lynch is out. Uh, Nobody knows why. He's probably pregnant. It's the only thing I can think of. Boar hunting. Boar hunting. Joe's going with boar hunting. I'm going with pregnant. Which do you think is more plausible? I mean, let's be real, the, the latter. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. Science. I don't know, man. We live in a world where, you know, science isn't real. I think that Mike uh, got the perfect opportunity to kind of put that to bed, though. He's uh, with a woman that already has two kids. I don't know what her mindset is. Maybe she's just she's done. She doesn't want any more. And then Mike can uh, just kind of play the Isaac Rop role, you know, just be the fatherless uh, stepdad and just, you know. Be, be cool guy well that's i live that life right now you know my fiance you know we got three kids you too both you know? of you that's the way to do it you know don't. i don't call any of my kids meatball but <laughs> i'm not here to judge isaac Rop. i think he's doing just fine yeah that's a that's a good strategy there i mean because you get the get the 
part-time getting to be a dad somewhat aspect of it, but not having to be fully invested into it. Right, right. You can just pull the whole, hmm, it's not my kid, you deal with it. I have had, I have met the kids. <clears throat> I would hope so if you <laughs> proposed. Sorry, <to> not <laughs> my kids. Uh, Mike's partner's children. Gotcha, okay. Yes, I have met <laughs> them. We, we have actually. Bold move, Patrick, <laughs> proposing without meeting the kids. We have actually had them over to our house before. Gotcha. Uh, they're good kids. Good kids. No really kids. good kids. Yeah. I want you to meet your next stepdad. Yeah, We're getting hello. married. Let's come hang out. <laughs> By the way, he's moving in tomorrow. <laughs> You've never met him. Good luck. Now you can call him dad if you want. <laughs> No, only she calls me daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously, me and my partner are kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done that. But I've met, I've met Mike's, Mike's lady. She's great. And I've met her kids. They're fantastic. They're awesome. We've had them over, and, you know, our kids like their kids. They're, they're, they're good peeps. Uh, Mike will be back next week, and we have Beers on Us podcast tomorrow. Uh, Mike and I will do that tomorrow. He's coming in. I think he just took the day off. Maybe he took the week off. I think he took, like, the the first three days off. So he's been gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, but he works Sunday. Like, he was here. Yeah, He's, like, the next swag. I'm gone for two weeks, but I'll be here for the golf show. (laughs) I was going to say, I'll be here Saturday morning, 7 (laughs) a.m. 7 a.m. You're, like, swag. Couldn't you be golfing, actually? Yeah, Yeah, but, you know. Someone's got to do it. First on the fan. (laughs) My ears are bleeding. So my buddy was like, dude, what's it like working with Jason Swigart? First on the fan. Well, you don't need coffee. No, you don't. <clears throat> the man's just got it. It's in his blood. Uh, 503-250-1080 is the text line here for the station. I, lo- I love this text. Rams at Bucks. The only game you should talk about. Stafford will throw three picks and still win. Bro, saving the best for last. I, figure, I figured it was the way to go because, I mean... This is this probably should be it, it's tough to say with Chiefs Bills because that's such like a sexy game. Yes. But I feel like Rams Bucks is the NFL game. This is a pretty compelling matchup. It's it's McVay taking another shot at Brady uh because the last Super Bowl that or, or the Super Bowl that was McVay Brady. One of the most boring of all time. It was pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal. Um, I think I, I think McVay's smart enough that he learned. You know, he's finally got himself a quarterback that, you know, I think Stafford is. I think Stafford is a good quarterback, but boy, Sean McVay loves him some Matt Stafford, yeah. and maybe that's just part of the. Have you never had a quarterback you really like? <laughs> well, he said so have leading up never, to the season. Have that you he never was, had a good quarterback? Yeah, he he was pretty stoked to get Stafford. He's like Matt Stafford. And there's a bunch of people that are like, you went six to noon pretty quick on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just full midnight. <laughs> uh, but this is the true game. And, and I think what, I think what's, you know, and, and I don't listen to a ton of national stuff. You know, I catch a little cowherd in the morning and I catch a little um, big Ben Maller at the end of the night. Uh, and and I, I listen to a lot of local stuff, but I, I wonder if, how many people are talking about the super team versus the super team, right? Because is that not what this is? The Bucks had Brady, and Brady was a big reason why they won that Super Bowl. Okay, let's let's not beat around the bush here. But they loaded up on the offensive weapons. They loaded up on running backs. 
they got any guy that was alive that you've heard of on defense. And the Rams this year have their in-house guys, but have also done the same. They've had Jalen Ramsey for a little bit. They get him in. But on the offense, you know, the, the big thing is 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 Odell Beckham Jr. That and Vaughn Miller on the defensive end. That it makes me wonder, is this the future of the NFL? Or is this a little microcosm? Because the Rams are clearly doing what the Bucs did to win their Super Bowl with Tom. And so now it's kind of, where does the rubber meet the road? Because I feel like the Rams have the better roster than the Bucs. But at the end of the day, am I really going to vote against Tom when my answer is Matt Stafford? I mean, when you phrase it like that, And I love Bruce Arians, who is an older yet more innovative offensive mind versus the super kid. When you phrase it like that, no. But that Rams-Cardinals game the other night, that was a team win by the Rams. But let's be real. The Cardinals haven't been good for eight weeks. <laughs> well, they they were good against the Cowboys. <laughs> but but we just we just said the Cowboys aren't very good. <laughs> right. you, know what I, you know what I mean? Kind so it's fronts, like, yeah. so when the Rams are blowing out the Cardinals but they on look- Monday Night Football in the playoffs, I'm not that shocked. Because yeah. the, the Cardinals haven't looked that good. Kyler Murray got a little figured out. They got banged up. Uh, uh, Cliff is maybe not a great NFL coach. He's not the McVay. He's not the Shanahan. I mean, hell, I'd take Brian Flores over Cliff Kingsbury. But in this matchup, in this Bucks rams matchup, it's the same model versus the same model. A great offensive mind head coach with great assistance, a superstar lineup with pretty good quarterbacks. Now, that's a shot at Tom, and I don't mean that. Tom is not a pretty good quarterback. Tom is the GOAT. But Matt Stafford's a pretty damn good quarterback who has has been on bat. I mean, he played with maybe the greatest wide receiver of all time physically. So I wonder... You know, is, is is this is this can Sean McVay get over the hump, or is this how you win Super Bowls with older players? Just load them up. Well, and that worries me because it reminds. me, Remember when the Lakers had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaq, Kobe? They brought in all these OG guys because they thought they were going to keep this dynasty going, and they lost to the Pistons. Where does that rubber meet the road? Well, what really worries me for the Bucks this weekend is the line of scrimmage offense is how – because they lost Tristan Wirfs in the game last mm-hmm. week. Ryan Jensen went down. They're, they're banged up on the offensive line. Bucks are line. banged up. And you've got a good D-line of, obviously, Aaron Donald, Devon Miller, Leonard Floyd. I mean, this is a good – Rams defense and especially those guys up front. Like I feel that they could get to Brady and really rattle him. And but what if I sit here and tell you that Brady is the guy that gets rid of the ball fast? He can handle that. Yeah, he can handle that. I know. And Leftwich and Arians are going to let him evolve to that. So is is this? I, I, am I wrong in thinking super team versus super team? 
that at the end of the day, it's just Brady being Brady. I don't, I, this, when, when you ask me Bill's Chiefs, and I say I got no idea, but I, I guess I'll take the Chiefs. When you ask me Bengals Raiders, which seems like a pretty even matchup, and I'm like, I don't know, I'll take the Bengals. This feels like I'm taking Tom. So here's a quote from Bruce Arians today. Um, asked about his offensive line dealing with injuries with a tough Rams defense Sunday. Arians said, I'd be worried if they were all healthy. If they're not healthy, I'm hellaciously worried. So even the head coach of the Bucks, and I don't know if that's just being kind of tongue-in-cheek there, yeah. yeah, but he seems to even be kind of concerned himself. And that maybe that's just giving credit to the Rams. Like, yeah, they're a very good team. Like, I'm worried. They're great even when my guys are healthy. I would be worried about it. But he knows that his guys are banged up a bit. And if they can get Tom moving – Let's let's face it. Tom isn't an out of the pocket quarterback. Sure, Make sure. Make things sure. happen on the fly. Stafford with can do more out of the pocket than Brady can. I, this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. Maybe one of those whoever has the ball last games. Um, just the, with the way, way the Rams looked on Monday night, man, it was damn impressive. And I know, like, I take what you're saying into account the, about the Cardinals and how they've looked this down the stretch. But they'd had, like, negative yardage towards the end of the second quarter of the Cardinals. They weren't letting them do anything. Kyler Murray, who's one of the more mobile guys in the league, he wasn't doing a damn thing with throwing or running the ball. <clears throat> Matt Stafford had more rushing yards than Kyler Murray. That's what I'm saying, man. Those, the Rams, they look damn impressive. And we would kind of waiting. We've seen them do that this year. But this last weekend was different. If Brady wins this game... If if sorry, if Tampa wins this game and we see and, and a lot of it is because of Tom, is this one of the more impressive Tom wins? Like obviously Super Bowls and things, but I'm talking like take the big game out of it. If the Bucks win and a big reason is Tom, like I'm out. I give up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. For like the twentieth time over the last yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, we're waiting for you to fall off. I, I I think this is like the Bills Chiefs game. Like, y- you got to show me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I'm with you. I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Rams might have the better healthy roster right now. Right. But I got to see Tom fall before gotta see, I can believe it. Got to see it to believe it. Because I, yeah. I, I saw him fall against the Eagles, and I was like, wow, Tom's finally done. And he's won two Super Bowls since. <laughs> so right. you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I was wrong. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, pick pick one. Let's go with the sexy pick. Rams. I'll take the Bucks. All right. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Hot corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a little baseball action because uh, Hall of Fame voting uh, will come to a conclu- conclusion on the 25th, so we'll chat about that. 
503-250-1080. I do love this text. I think the Braves need pitching help. I think uh, you are semi-correct, but it's mostly in the bullpen. I love those starters. If Soroka can come back healthy, uh, I like the Braves to compete for a repeat. I think the Braves need pitching help, says the fan of the reigning World Series champions. Um, I think the Baltimore Orioles need pitching help. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think the Cleveland Guardians need hitting help. You like my response yeah. to the text yeah. message? <laughs> yeah. Those are the kind of conversations you have when you don't win a World Series. But when you've won a World Series, uh, you can kind of say, you know, hey, you know, like look at the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals won a World Series, what, five, six years ago? And that fan base doesn't care. They're still showing up to games with Eric Hosmer jerseys, and he hasn't been there in four years. Sal Perez, uh, one of the greatest catching performances uh, as a hitter in, in a long time this season. Like, and maybe Braves fans are different, you know? You're not a Yankee fan. You're not a Dodger fan. You're not a Red Sox fan. But, hey, you as a Braves fan, you're going to be just fine. You're okay. You got a lot of great players. Your infield might be the best infield in baseball, especially because the Astros are breaking it up. You know, I have a confession to make, Patrick. Shoot. Being an Orioles fan, it's uh, tough to invest time watching baseball, uh, especially your favorite team. Hey, man, <clears throat> I, uh, I, 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 I don't guess what, I, what I'm going to do. Just, I just want to let this resonate. When it gets to the beginning of the season and we have our final season preview with Big John Sukanik on the show, I have a major announcement to make. Oh, boy. I have a major announcement to make. Get me excited already. Yep. Uh, with that being said, a New Year's resolution is to watch more baseball regardless of my team. Because <clears throat> it's just been... When the Orioles were having their run from 2013 to 2018, that five-year stretch with mm. Adam Jones and sure. Chris Davis when he was good and on Adderall, and mm-hmm. it was actually enjoyable to watch. Dude, Buck Showalter. Yes. God, those Orioles teams, they were fun. I was more they invested. They were fun to watch. I was more invested in baseball, the MLB, and the last couple of years, it just hasn't been the case. It hasn't been as fun to enjoy it. You, I turn on the game and Yankees are already up 13 2 in the third inning. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, maybe against the series against the Blue Jays, it'll be different. Well, no, now they're up 15 to 2 in the second inning. Well, and- just remember, this is one of my favorite things about baseball because, you know, as an Indians fan for a long time, you go through ups and downs. You got bad seasons, you got good seasons. And it's tough to watch games sometimes. And it's exciting to watch games sometimes. Remember, you can baseball is such a casual sport to watch. So if you're getting blown out by the Yankees, you're a smart enough sports guy. Look at matchups. Yeah. Look at teams that are in the race. Look at pitching matchups. That's the thing is I and then you just throw it on and it's just on. You don't have to sit down and watch it like a football game. I got to care about the game more. Not so much about, like I said, my team and yeah. the implications of everything, but you're cleaning, this up guy the ki- you're cleaning up the kitchen after you made some food. Yes. You're you're prepping some ribs to throw on the barbecue tomorrow. Yeah. Throw the baseball game on. Yep. Hell, throw the radio game on. You know, Bluetooth I, it to uh to a speaker and just throw a radio call on. It's like a marriage that's kind of run stale, you know. It's like I gotta find that excitement. I gotta yeah. spice things up in the bedroom yeah. a little bit. 
You're like, oh, wow, Madison Baumgartner for Arizona against Kershaw for the Dodgers? Arizona sucks, but hell, I'll throw that on. Yep, I got I to gotta liven things back up. Yeah, you'll be just fine. All right, that'll do it for us. That's Joe Fisher behind the glass on the ones and twos. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week uh, with the Hot Corner. Mike will be back and beers on us tomorrow at 4 p.m. Download that wherever you get your podcasts, including Tending the Fan and the Odyssey app. For Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like watch any baseball game or listen on the radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.